play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. If you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Hello, welcome in, folks. It's Commissioner's Corner. Weather is turning colder here in Portland, as is my heart. With my fantasy team only putting up a mere 66 points this week. And my wallet getting, well, let's just say X amount of dollars lighter um, via the sports gambling book. Uh, No, it, it was... Not a lot of bright things to look forward to for myself personally. Luckily, there were nine other owners who fared much, much better than I. It's Kamish Khan here, sitting to my left. I'm joined by Agent Double Eleven. He's still repping the Dak Prescott jersey despite this weekend's outcome. Tyler Bagenstoss. Ty, how you doing this evening? Doing great, man. How you doing? Uh, I, I don't really even feel like I deserve to answer that question. I don't yep. feel like I deserve much these days. Over to my right. It's the big ticket. They pay to see him. That's because he's two and two. The only one out of us three to squeak out a win in week four in fantasy football. It's Kyle George. Kyle, your attitude has to be at least somewhat of, uh, I don't know, a a positive outlook or at least a survivor's mentality as it seems you're going to squeak out a win in week four. Yeah, uh, thanks for for introducing the fact that I'm the only two and two person on this pod because I was going to bring it up. But um, no, it feels good. Uh, Con, it could have been better, but I'm not going to be selfish because I know I'm sitting with two, two of my fellow podcast members didn't have as good of a week, and I feel sorry for them because they're my brothers in arms, and yep. I don't, I don't like to see you guys go one and three. Um, but I'm good. I, I'm happy. I do wish my team put up more points, but I will take the win gladly. I do appreciate that too, Kyle. Of course, of course. I, Tyler. I don't appreciate shit. I would appreciate <laughs> points from my fucking team. Um, <laughs> let's get into the most recent NFL news, and I think it's only right we start with a uh, hit to the head. Speaking of possible amnesia, forgetting this week's scores. Yep. One person who's going to be forgetting this week and the rest of the season, Vontez Perfect. Um, suspended for the rest of the year after an absolutely nasty hit on Jack Doyle, yep. uh, Colts tight end. What do we think of this news? Um, and just kind of your quick thoughts on the overall epidemic of those high-speed helmet-to-helmet uh, contact hits, and then it's specifically Burfick's history and yeah. kind of the league coming down hard on him this week. Not not really surprised that we saw him do it once again. It's tough. Uh when you're going for a tackle, I'm not really much of a football guy or playing-wise, but it's got to be hard to avoid the head. But this one kind of looked blatant and obvious that he was – not. I don't know if he was aiming, but he went spearheaded towards Jack Doyle as he was already getting brought down. I think with his uh, reputation of already being a head hunter, it didn't really help him out. So he, I know he is going to be appealing it, but don't really see him winning that case. Right. And then, I mean, we have saw this same sort of deal, Kyle – um, in the Thursday night game yeah. as uh, Jamal Williams and I forget who for Eagles the Eagles, corner. Maddox, uh, I think. Yeah, Maddox. He's a yeah. linebacker, I think. Oh. Or, or, no, nickel right. corner. He's a, yeah, he's nickel, nickel corner, corner so I think. Um, they both go down with these head injuries. Scary ones. Very scary as it took a while for both of them to get carted off. Um, is there much more in your eyes that can be done, though, to prevent these kind of hits? Or at this point, do you have to chalk some of that up 
to the sport itself and kind of what's being signed up for when you're playing football at the professional level? I don't think there's anything else you can do. I think they have the correct rules in place if we're trying to you know change the game and make it safer and protect players, which obviously I think we're all for. Uh-huh. You know, we yeah. don't want people getting these terrible brain injuries. Yep. At the same time, I'm not a football player, so I don't know how instinctual a lot of these hits are. Um, because, you know, linebackers, you know, their job is to hit people hard. So I don't know when they see a guy catch a pass and they see him being brought down, like, are they able to control themselves? Cause they've been taught their whole lives uh-huh. to do it one way. And now all of a sudden they have to do it a different way. So it's hard for me to like, I think the rules are correct to answer your question. I think that they're the right things are in place. I think it's just really challenging. Uh, like how hard, how harshly we penalize these guys, uh, just because it is instinctual for them. So. Yeah, and then with all these rule changes, could it be hindering the process of trying to make it safer? With you can't really go for the legs on quarterbacks, and then no upper body hits. What is it like above the shoulders? Yeah. Basically, I, mean, I think are the rules making yeah. it harder for the? Is it making it worse? I think it's making asking. it harder for the players to answer your question. But I also think that at some point the league is doing the, or I do think the league is doing the right thing that they have to hold the players accountable because nothing's going to change unless the players start changing the way they play the game. And I know it's difficult and it's way easier for me to sit in this chair and say that, uh-huh. but I do think it's true because I've seen multiple hits this year where a quarterback gets hit where it's like, okay, dude, you could have easily pulled up there. You know, the rules are strict now. Like you have to be mentally stronger than that and i think like that quarterbacks are easier than the ones when a receiver is catching a ball uh-huh. because like you don't want the receiver to catch the ball so you're trying to hit him hard and helmet to helmet i think can happen accidentally with those because you know you lower your shoulder when you hit somebody yeah. uh but i do think that connor I, you can get on this too but i think the players need to be held accountable at some point and i think the the league is doing the right thing right and and i think when it comes down to it you both have um presented the (laughs) accurate cases which are that there's no right answer um one of the more gray area hits we saw this weekend in my opinion was the hit to josh allen um where he was trying to get uh dive for first down he's a very aggressive runner decided to lower his head to die you know run over people for first down and unfortunately received quite the blow to his own noggin um thus knocking him out of the game. Unfortunately for the Bills, they were unable to return the favor and knock out the Patriots. Patriots remain undefeated, one of three teams in the NFL, along with the Chiefs and surprising upstart San Francisco 49ers. Um, Chiefs and Patriots, both involved in just breathtaking, I mean, couldn't leave the couch style, no bathroom break, down the stretch type games. Um, What was our instant reaction to both Great, great teams and kind of proven winners of the past couple seasons able to remain undefeated, um, both kind of in the face of a little bit of adversity at times in their matchups. Yeah, I mean, I liked what I saw from the Bills. Their defense is insanely good. They really held Tom Brady in check, but their I guess their issue was Josh Allen just kind of lofting the ball up too much and throwing too many INTs and turning the ball over too much. Uh, the Patriots are going to be the Patriots, and... They're tough to beat. And then with the 49ers, Jack and Randy got to be riding high right now. I mean, they're both 3-1 and one in the league. Their Niners are doing good. Granted, they were on a bye week this week, so they haven't played the same amount of games. But you got to feel good for them, man. The, the Cali boys, are they're living life. That's true. That's true. Um, Kyle, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs, I mean, an absolute thriller 
down the stretch there. I know you were watching it with uh, Agent Double Eleven here. What were your thoughts on Patty Mahomes getting it done in the clutch um, with kind of, I don't want to say without his normal cast because really he's just missing Tyreek, but definitely relying on some new pieces this season as opposed to last year. I think it's, I think he's showing why he's so special in the sense that even when he has a bad game, he still finds a way to win. I mean, no touchdowns um, and he controlled the game. Exactly. And the, I think that's what separates good quarterbacks from great quarterbacks. And Tom Brady is obviously the easiest person to point to where it's like, even when he doesn't have good games, the Patriots still find a way to win. And I think Patty is showing that he's capable of doing the same thing. Um, so, I mean, yeah, the Chiefs are fantastic. Uh, and they're. I'm hoping that they will beat the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we all are uh, are hoping for that. One th other thing we were hoping for as I continue my... Oh, sorry. Um, another thing I was hoping for, Connor, Sammy Watkins catching the fucking ball in the end zone. That would have been sick. All right, go on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, well, I... Again, let's not talk about fantasy here, Kyle. You're <laughs> talking to two guys who just got fucking. I know. Seriously, that's what I was just trying to think of the right words to say. But you're complaining about not catching a touchdown. I scored 66 fucking points. So um, that's going to be a common theme of tonight, folks. As I continue. Well, now you guys kind of <sighs> ruined it for me, but I was on an absolute roll with my segues. One other thing we were hoping for this weekend was our group teaser. Uh, that's right. A couple of us in the Lug, specifically Kyle, Tyler. Jack, myself, and Cooper got in on a little sports gambling action. You heard me mention it off the top. That being a four-way teaser um, consisting of the Patriots, Chiefs, Seahawks, and Rams. Fucking what Rams. a letdown. Jared Goff, absolute struggle bust this week as they drop one to the freaking Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 55 to 40, I believe, was yeah. the final there. Um what are our thoughts on what's going on in L.A. and the Super Bowl runner-up? First of all, Kyle snuck out of this bet. So, coincidence, not betting and winning fantasy? I don't think so. Second not of all. Not a true brother, honestly. Not a true one. Second oh, of all. Okay, so not, you're second of all, more, you second of all, right Kyle. Now. Second of all, one Jared Goff threw for over 500 yards. Yeah, he had a few interceptions, but where was the Rams' defense? I mean, you're playing Jameis Winston against the Bucks, who aren't really known for being phenomenal. Uh, and then they go up and put 50 on you, you got to be embarrassed, especially with all that talent on the defensive end. It's just crazy. I mean, they went and added Weddle and Clay Matthews to an already stacked defense. The Rams, I don't know. They just didn't bring it on D, and it was really upsetting. I thought that was the one lock we had. I know. And then you might as well just tear us down and fucking ruin our weekend. I know. Honestly. Yeah, it really hurt because that's my defense. You know, they put up zero points this week, but luckily I was still able to get the win. Yeah, this is how this pod's going to go, Tyler. Oh, nice, nice yep. shot, dude. Weak yep. ass. Yeah. <laughs> well said. Yep. Well said. Um, speaking of Didn't the Lug, let's run through the week four results. Um, off the top, we'll go to Paul and Jack. Uh, these guys have had some history this season. Um, Paul, Definitely of some course, chatter. fresh off his first win, puts up a respectable week with 103 points, but falls to Jack, who continues his masterful fantasy football reign. Um, putting up 112 and a half and scoring a victory, advancing to three and one as Paul joins the likes of Tyler and myself at one and three. Um, not a not a hot start for Mr. Sheffield. Fellas, you know Paul's going to have something to say about the stats, yep. how he put up a decent week and just happened to play the X guy yeah, that someone didn't put score up a one more yeah. right, and one person got a touchdown called back. Uh -huh. With that in mind, um, Kyle, what were your initial thoughts? looking down Jack and Paul's roster here on Monday night? Um, 
unfortunate that negative one hurts and pause line it from his defense. But again, he did put up a respectable point total, 103. Anytime you get over 100, you have to respect it. Unfortunately, he just happened to play the one guy, or not the one guy, but one of the guys that scored more. Um, Paul's team, though, I think if I was him, I would feel okay about this loss just because at least he put up respectable numbers. McCaffrey finally had a big, I don't know, I think he's had one other big game this year, but um, Marlon Mack only putting up three doesn't help. But, I mean, hey, if I'm Paul, I'm feeling pretty good. As a one-in-three team, having two back-to-back weeks over 100 points, yep. you know, you, at least at least you know your team can score. Yeah. So No, at, at this point, Connor brought up last week about how he felt good. If if he were to feel good about a loss, at least he was putting up decent points. At this point, there's no such thing as a good loss. No, you I mean, can't feel you, good you have to You have to get a W. It's, it's all about Ws. If you're and the one and three team. Especially right. if you're the one and three team. I think, but going into this week as a one and two team, I, I would disagree with that statement. I think now that he's one and three, it's easy to say So that. going forward. Going forward, I would say yes, Ws are crucial. But I'm saying that now next week going in as a one and three team, one and three team, he can feel confident okay. that his team can win. Okay, yeah, it's still early for sure. But Connor made the championship as a one and three team last year, so it's I mean it's not the end of the world. And with, and with how our league typically plays out, where it's going to be close at the end, you know you're definitely still in it as a one and three team. You just have to you know get a couple wins in a row. You got to grind it out, man. Yeah, that's true. And and one thing to point out is we've talked about it earlier on the podcast, but how. Our league in its history seems to play out in a three-part kind of theater, um, if you were to imagine it as so. The first four games, middle four and last four, kind of the first four being the initial upstart teams, the middle four being who can dominate those bye weeks. When superstars start being impacted by buys, who drafted well in consideration with you know having their RB1 and wide receiver one on the bench at the same time or avoiding that situation. So... To Kyle's point, still some big decision-making left to be had here in this season. Not all hope lost, but now over to Tyler's point. Season's very grim when you're at 1-3. and three. I, I'm speaking from experience of the past two seasons. Um, Paul, I would say in my fair opinion, or has one of the brighter upsides of the 1-3s and threes of the four of us that are down there. I think his roster seems to be putting up a decent amount of points. Obviously unfortunate that Marlon Mack goes out and only puts up three points after getting injured in that game. Packers defense has their first poor performance of the season. Um, Melvin Gordon. But Melvin Gordon. <laughs> no, that's He's a great lurking. point. He's Kittle lurking right by. there on the bench. And so I think when we're talking about upside, Kittle was on the bench this week. Hollywood Brown. Obviously, Paul regrets not playing Gallman in uh, Barkley's absence, but yeah, a safe a, play there. That's a risky I, play, I wouldn't have played yeah. him either, probably because it's the especially because he has three other good running backs that right. he could throw in there. So I, I, I would say, um, if you're talking about my outlook, Paul in a good spot. On the other side, we talked about it a little bit before the podcast tonight. Sitting on Jack's bench, AJ Green, as the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers battle it out on Monday Night Football. AJ Green is set to return. Next week or maybe the following, probably within those next two weeks, though, um, from what our secret sources are telling us. Um, what does that mean, Tyler, for Jack's team going forward and the impact A.J. Green could have on his already stacked lineup? I mean, another wide receiver one where he already has three wide receiver ones. I mean, that's <laughs> what it means. <laughs> so he has the ability to, to swap a guy out, whether it be T.Y. Hilton or Julio Jones, because Julio Jones tends to underperform depending on who he plays. Uh He's got the flexibility, and if you, 
I'm surprised. I mean, he could make a trade now because he has the wide receivers to do so, but it doesn't really seem like he's going to because we all know Jack values his wide receivers more than he does his running backs. Seems to be working out just fine. <laughs> so I think it's only good things for Jack, and um, it's just another scary piece on another scary team. Yep, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to make a trade just because, like you said, he loves his wide receivers. However, I do think it would benefit his team to – if he could get a good running back, I, I, it doesn't even have to be a great running back, but like a another RB two caliber running back would really help his team. Just because I know Chris Carson and Lashawn have held steady, I don't really see Lashawn staying consistent throughout the year. But I mean, obviously, um, what's his face is injured. Damian uh, Williams, yeah, Damian Williams, Williams is injured, yeah. so that's why he's been playing well. But I do think if Jack could add another one of that caliber running back where he can play more matchups, it would it would help his team. I mean, one more quick point on it is that the other Williams running back that Paul has on his bench went for 16.5 and had himself a decent game. So I don't know if that's necessarily true that KC will still be using those both running backs and they both still will have value, but it is a thought. Yeah. Yep, I think those are all valid points. Um, moving right along, let's go to... John and Kyle. Kyle's already bragged about winning this one, but I want to flash back me. to no, I don't think we made you. you made uh, me. <laughs> I want to flash back to Monday's last Monday's pod where you were kind of posing this week's matchup as a must win when you're facing off against John, who has not put up very many points. Keeping that in mind, you squeak this one out 84 to 81 and a half, living up to how you build this matchup as a uh, dirty, grinded out battle. One of the key points that stands off to me, uh, Right off the bat, Philip Rivers playing the quarterback slot for you. Obviously huge. Obviously yeah. huge. It, no, it, it was a matchup thing. He was playing Miami, and Rodgers was off to a slow start. And then, of course, Rodgers ends up outscoring him by four points. Um, <laughs> that always happens. Always one, yeah, happens. That, of course that always happens. One thing I do want to quickly point out about my team is I didn't put up as many points as I would have hoped. Um, I know Paul is going to talk about how I didn't put up over 100 again because he likes to do that. However, if I would have played my normal starters, then I would have put up over 100. Not trying to justify it, make excuses. I still got the win. But uh, Robert Woods is the guy who I'm very, very happy to see get 13 receptions. I love that. I think the Rams offense is more dynamic when he's involved. And that will allow me to play him more consistently because Larry Fitz was kind of like a, yeah, he's off to hot start. I'll throw him in the flex because why not? And he still had six and a half, which isn't bad. But Robert Woods is definitely the guy who I'd rather have as my constant flex guy. Yep. Him or Ertz. So I'm I'm happy that I got the win, and I'm happy that my team is looking like it has a little bit more upside than it has in the past. So For sure. Yeah, Ty, uh, want to go over to you when we're looking at John. Again, another team joining us in the one and three club. And yep. a big spot for concern along with the record is Odell Beckham Jr., who despite the Browns' outburst on offense this week, um, not really a benefactor as he only puts up three points. Yep. And I'm not I'm not sure if the defenses are just focusing more on OBJ and allowing them to have Landry beat them because Landry, in my eyes, is he's a wide receiver one with just not as much talent, but he's still really good. So I, I look for that to, to come around. I'm happy I didn't trade OBJ for Pat Mahomes. Suck it, John. Um, but suck it to everybody on that one. Yeah, yeah but uh, I think in hindsight, you uh, definitely get to hold up the middle finger to the league in that it's one. It's just an obvious no trade. But anyways, <laughs> uh, no, I mean I can't really talk much to John because I'm one of three, one in three as well. But I need he needs his players to step it up. And then Kyle, you squeaked by. I mean, if you were playing anyone else in the league other than myself, and uh, I mean, I would have beat you. But 
Connor. I think that was it. Yeah, you would have taken an L. Sixty six points. So, but you, if you have Robert Woods playing like he is, and then with the option to put in Kelsey, uh, depending on matchups, you're looking good. And then Aaron Rodgers, if he can keep playing this uh, playing this way, and Matt Lafour and him really start clicking, like we know Aaron Rodgers can play, he will put up big numbers. So yeah. I think you have a lot of. Like we've been saying all year that you have a good team and we think you will continue to do so. I'm also but, butt hurt at Sammy. And that's, re- that's a tough one. That, that one hurt. I mean, but I, Ty- I do want Tyreek to get back one for your team, but also because I think Sammy's better when he's in the line. And I think we can all agree on that. Yeah. Yep. I think. Uh, oh, Todd Gurley. We, we mentioned that last pod how Todd Gurley needed to step up and he had two touchdowns. So for John's team. Yeah. But, it, so. it, it, it's tough for me to. Still no five rushes for 14 yards. Yeah, not great. Right. I was just going to say, tough for me to trust it when you consider he still didn't have an insane workload um, along with the Robert Woods uh, upstart this week, hoping to see him in the end zone next week um, as it's always scary when they a huge week comes like that, but there were 55, I mean, 95 total points scored in the game. I'm kind of looking the same way when we'll get to Chris Godwin, um, which is our next game. Yeah, it's that time. We're talking about my game versus Randall. It was it. Randall basically had a preseason matchup this week. Um, my team decided not even to take the field, per se. And the saddest part, the saddest part of how terrible my team is, and and honestly, how bleak my outlook feels going forward, is there were no moves on my bench that would have been better. That's no, the no. worst part. Zero. <laughs> it's literally, I maxed out at 66 points. That's, so that's actually kind of funny that you say that, Con. the most depressing I was, thing. I was looking at your lineup, and I was like, oh, it looks like he just did a lot of, he, he just played a lot of risky players, where it was like, oh, my he whole just wanted to play the players. matchups, you wanted to play the matchups and try and, you know, squeak out a win, but then I looked at your bench and no one else did anything. I'm sorry. But no, hey, it's fine. I wouldn't. I'll, I'll, it's fine. I'll have my day. I'll have my laugh because uh, although things look terrible right now, as Kyle said earlier, I was in the same position last season. So and let's, Connor, let's what is see it? what happens. It's always darkest before. Darkest before the, the dawn, <laughs> as as Paul's made his trademark despite me texting him that before he ever said it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now he called him out last night. Hey, time. one thing, Connor. Uh, how do you feel about two Lions players carrying your team? And can you expect that throughout the season? I actually, I don't feel good about it. I think obviously um, one thing I need to address is the Nick Chubb trade, which backfired completely this week um, as Nick Chubb goes for 36 and a half. But you know what? Where my roster was, I think I took a gamble and just, I mean, straight up loss. That's how it goes. I don't, I still don't feel terrible about the deal I made, but I getting back to the Lions players. I don't feel as bad about that as I might have in the past years because they look like a legitimately decent team. A um, lot. They should their not defense, have, man. Right. Their defense is good, which I always... Um, Gets them the ball. Right. Exactly. Which it sounds obvious, but has to be considered a little bit is that it will get them the ball more often. And then Galladay, to me, looks like an absolute beast. Mm. Little concern with Carrion and the fact that he's not finding the end zone, had that big fumble, obviously. But one thing I like is that if you look at his workload trends, I mean, he's on the field for he's a 75% of snaps, um, which would justify kind of an RB1 bell cow mm-hmm. style player. Um, I'm reeling at tight end. That has been a revolving door of shit. Um, and then now with Tyreek Hill coming back, that flex play is going to continue to be Extremely risky with Demarcus Robinson's value, most likely tanking. Not in a great spot 
safe to say. On the other side, let's talk about Randall, who is in a much, much better spot. Three and one, uh, proven regular season winning owner. And we see his prowess coming through and the likes of Tyrell Williams, Darren Wallers, plays like that where, you know, most people wouldn't love seeing two Raiders in their lineup, yet he secures 20 points out of those guys, or 19, excuse me, um, in his wide receiver two and tight end spot, which not saying that's a game breaker, but it just shows good, solid decision making out of Randall. What are our thoughts for his squad going forward? I mean, he has a lot of room where he can still score more points. I mean, you look at Godwin on the bench, who he has been putting in and out of his lineup. Look for him to be in it um, against favorable defensive matchups. And then with the platoon of Tyler Boyd, Tyrell Williams, and um, and Stephon Diggs, he's got to be feeling pretty good about it. And then the usage of Darren Waller, especially as a tight end, is huge. I mean, there's so many, Derek Carr loves throwing to him. So that's, especially on the Raiders, you got the one like consistent player. And then Lamar Jackson being Lamar Jackson, and then Dalvin Cook being the workhorse he is. Randall's got to be feeling good. Con, I'm praying for you. Thanks. Yeah, I, I need all the prayers I can get at this point. Um, Kyle, getting back to Randall's running backs here, kind of a linchpin in his lineup currently with Saquon Barkley out indefinitely is Devonta Freeman. We've heard Randall on the trade mill kind of uh, kicking tires around the league, seeing what running backs are up for. Um, discussion want to know your kind of feeling as the resident Falcon fan of the group with Devonta Freeman sitting in that RB2 spot and his bounce back performance in the passing game especially this week and maybe your outlook on that offense going forward especially Devonta fire Dirk Cutter <laughs> oh wow he just got there too uh yeah he just <laughs> got there and I just don't understand it guys like Kyle Shanahan, I understand, is a genius, and he's a great offensive coordinator, and he's he has an undefeated team as a head coach right now. But there is you you cannot tell me that there are not other offensive coordinators that cannot win with this offense. There are too many guys. I mean, we have argue. I think we have a top three receiver core in obviously Julio Muhammad, Calvin Ridley. Oh, and you can't you have to include Austin Hooper. Have to. Oh yeah, sorry. he's yeah. amazing. Oh, I mean, Austin Hooper. <laughs> Just this year, in years past, he hasn't been that good. He had trouble catching the ball last <laughs> year, but he is good. Um, and then, obviously, Matty Ice, who has not played well, to be honest. And I think that's also a factor in our offense not being as good as he's throwing a lot of dumbass picks. But I would not I would only trust Julio Jones in our offense right now, if I'm being honest. Because Julio's going to get fed the ball. Uh, he's going to get at least like seven or eight catches every game just because of how much we throw to him. So... I wouldn't trust Devontae at this point. I think he's going to have games where that. he gets like 13, 15 points, but he's going to have games where he gets like four points. Right. Um, Might be looking for Randall to make a move here. Uh, I, yeah, and I agree. But I do want to say, I think it's safe to say that Randall, at least in my opinion, has the best team at this point in the season. Ooh, um, okay. I don't know if I, I would personally agree with the best. I'd say definitely in the top Top couple. I'm assuming I know Saquon's injured, but what he's not out for the year, correct? So he's going to be no, back at some point. significant amount, though. Okay, that obviously hurts. But I think with Saquon in that lineup and how deep he is at receiver, because he actually has four guys that are legit starters in fantasy football, and has Devontae Freeman as his third running back when Saquon's healthy. I, I do think he has so, the best team at this point. In the so season. that's what brings you over the edge over Jack, considering Jack has legit four wide receiver ones. Yeah, but you can only play three of them. I know. Uh, and same, same with, same, I know, same with Randall. Randall. But I, yeah, it's tough. 
Uh, Randall Jack, does have Jack better running backs. Ha- he has way better running backs. It's not even close. Jack's and running backs did put up more this week, though. I, For some reason, and this is just how I've always operated in fantasy football, and Jack totally disagrees with me on that. He doesn't even need to come out and say it because he's heavy on the wide receivers. But I think it's I, – I like teams that have safer running backs and fluctuate receivers rather than vice versa, where Jack's going to be the one like having to work with his running backs, but he, obviously at receiver he's set. Randall can be set at receiver if he plays matchups right, and we know for a fact he's set at running back. So that's why I like his team better. Okay. But I All think right. both teams are great. That's An fair. interesting debate. Yep. Um, let's move right along to Tyler's matchup this week. Ty falls to the lowly depths of one and three, yep. as mentioned before. Um, squaring off this week against league favorite so far in the early going. You've heard about him every episode, and he's warranted it because it's Cooper Deserved. Sprunk who is – just throwing his team all the way around and now has the makings of an absolutely respectable roster. Um, I think it's safe to say, obviously, Coop swindling me uh, for Nick Chubb. I feel taken advantage of, honestly. I mean, I, <laughs> he knows either. he knows I don't watch football. And for him to go ahead and throw these fancy stats at me about why the four players I got were better than the blah, 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 I feel swindled. Um, I know he pulled we the wool over Derek's eyes. We uh, made a point to not let him have Derek this Henry. to say that. Derek Henry, I know um, there's rumors that Cooper took Mr. Rocks out for drinks while Uh discussing this trade. So I'm confused a little bit on the tactics there. Got a little blurry, apparently. And then the findings of Will Disley, um, Sterling Shepard, and the Patriots defense. It makes us have to wonder if Cooper's dealing with inside sources that might be flagged as illegal. Uh Um, (laughs) You know, we're talking Matthew Berry's. We're talking Shepard's. Uh If he's got some sort of hotline to those guys... Luke investigation. He traded for Sterling Shepard. Keep that. Remember, Robbie Anderson. Doesn't mean he didn't have professional advice in doing those uh, discussions. Uh, Cooper puts up 129, Tyler, 98 and a half. You had a decent week, but Cooper proves to just be blowing expectations out of the water. Takes three and one. What were your thoughts being on the other side of this um, geyser-like outburst from Mr. Sprung? Well, in the morning, all all of my players played in the 10 a.m. games. And then... Josh Allen proceeds to throw three interceptions in the first half. And next thing you know, Cooper's defense has like 36 and is the highest scoring player in the league through the morning games. So that wasn't a good start. Second of all, Cooper, he's a legit owner. I mean, right now you have to call him a legit owner and all these moves that he's doing have worked in his favor. Uh, And then with my team, Melvin Gordon's coming back. Not good but they said that they're going to limit him. He's on a bit of a snap count. I don't know if that's actually going to go through, but I'm going to have to hope for it. And then I put up a low score last week, and I put up 98.5. Made me feel a little better. No no loss is good, in my opinion. Really need Tyreek Hill back. Need uh, DeAndre Hopkins to score more than 4.5. Really tough. Uh Deshaun Watson has just been getting sacked left and right. Most in the league hasn't been helping. It's going to definitely help you, though, once uh, Tyreek Hill gets back. That's a scary little grouping there when you're looking at Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and DeAndre Hopkins being your best three players. There's definite potential for rattling off a couple straight wins. And and then there's the hope. And then I need Josh Jacobs to keep doing what he's doing. But right now, it's dark. It's gloomy. 
It, it's it, scary it, down it, here. It, it's scary down here. I've it's been, I've been, I've been starting to jog on the treadmill and chugging beers. Right. So, yeah, I'm hoping for a little bit of a bounce back. But, I, I'm, unfortunately, I drew Cooper this week who just put up a massive 129.5 on me. And he still has John Ross playing. So, not good. Not good at all. But you got to give a shout-out to Coop. Yeah, shout-out to Coop. I thought that he was going – after trading for Alshon this week, I thought he was going to go ahead and pair Wentz and Alshon together. But – Jacoby Brissett kind of backs it up. Yeah, he could have used Alshon points in the wide receiver spot, but didn't looked, need him. I guess didn't, didn't need him. Um, Kyle Nick Chubb, as mentioned before, goes off for thirty six and a half, and the Browns kind of find their groove on offense. Um, do you love what Cooper has done at that running back position? Keeping in mind what you just got finished, kind of talking about with your preference for solid, consistent running back output. Yeah, I love it. Uh, Chubb and Henry, both guys who were not initially on his team. Uh, yeah, I love to see that. Good, good moves. Yeah, definitely good moves. It's easy to say that now with how many points his team's put up. I don't know if that means, and I'm not. I'm going to start by saying I'm not disrespecting Coop's team in any way by saying this, but I do think it's going to be interesting to see going forward if this holds up. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's really easy to say like this week and last week he put up really big points and he's three and one, but I'm trying to look longevity and I, I'm a little nervous when it comes to that for Coop's team, but I'm really proud of him because I, I think he has made a lot of moves that made his initial team better. Uh, but I don't think he's going to be able to rely on new England to score over 20 points for him every week, which has happened twice this year. Um, it was sad watching that game with Tyler. Uh, it was because bad. it was, we were watching red zone and just every five minutes, it was like New England, another interception, and <laughs> I just feel like Tyler, another one, and then Nick and Chubb then breaks Nick out Chubb, an eighty-eight yarder, another one. It was just real tough. I I hated watching it with Ty because I just felt so bad for him the whole time. Ty, thank you, Kyle. Little, yeah, of course, but you might not like me because I'm a little <laughs> nervous about your team going forward, especially with the Eckler workload going down because he was the reason you put up respectable numbers this week. Yep. You need Hopkins to frig- figure it out. Yeah. If Hopkins figures it out and Tyreek comes back, your team's actually in pretty good shape. But right now, I'm a little scared for you because I, I, I want Tyreek in that lineup in order to feel confident about your team. And I'm right there with you, man. And I hope that Eckler still has value with Melvin coming back, and I believe he does because he's the pass-catching running back, and he's put up monster games every game he's yeah. played. So he's definitely deserved the respect from his coach to play. Yep. We're just going to see what that looks like because it definitely won't be RB1 type of touches anymore. Yeah. You know, So he's really got to take advantage of his of his uh, opportunities, and we'll see what that looks like. Yeah, it's definitely going to look different. A guy who is taking advantage of those opportunities on your bench, Tyler Cortland Sutton, um, currently sits as the wide receiver 14 in fantasy, a guy that, despite playing with Joe Flacco and the 0-4 Broncos, has been surprising this season. Sorry, yeah. I was just kind of storming through your bench yeah, real quick. should have played him. Wanted to, no, I, would, I mean, that's yeah. a tough one I'm guy to throw in your lineup. I'm just not a Marvin Jones guy, so I'd almost always play Cortland, just because I, 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 Marvin Jones just pissed me off year, too much. Had him last year, Hated him. Who? Cortland? No, Marvin. Oh, Marvin, yeah. They're, Hated they're him. kind of the same guy. They're oh, no. John Ross scary. down. John Ross down. Not good. Cooper might only win by 100. Oh, by he gets up. 32. He battles through it. Let's hope he's all right. <laughs> and there's a little live game update. Um, just to fill the listeners in, the reason we are a little more transfixed on this game is because Tyler and myself oh. did put a little cash on the under of 44 oh, yeah. and a half. We got to say thanks to Cooper for dealing with us degenerates and allowing us to bet through him. Yeah, that, so, that's true. Shout thank, out to Coop there. Thank you, Coop. Um, for thank be, you. being the one with the uh, 
Bovada account or however he pulls that off for us. But hopefully we can get the momentum going in the right direction this week. Currently sitting at 27 total points in the fourth quarter. Need um, we'll the keep under. You up to, yeah, we'll keep you updated there. Um, let's move along to our last matchup of week four. That was Derek versus David. This was the only matchup squaring off two teams at two and one. Um, and it proved to be a doozy where it was a one-point battle going into this Monday night game. Both guys had significant players left to participate. James Conner puts up 20 points tonight, mixing a respectable eight. On the other side, David was fighting with Juju Smith-Schuster, who has only been available for three catches and 15 yards, um, playing with Mason Rudolph, a, f- a theme we've kind of seen in the early going for the Steeler offense, um, despite putting up big points on here on Monday. What are our thoughts? Derek going to three and one on the season, much like Cooper, an owner whose history is up for debate, whether they've always been um, very solid or very in touch with the latest NFL news, but proving to be or turned up. Let me try again. Proving to have turned over a new leaf this season from both Cooper. Very and active Derek. in the league this year. That, and that's that's a great that's a great point, Tyler. Run with that. Yep. No, I, I mean, they're both making moves to make their teams better. David, I picked him to be the high scorer this week. I thought I liked his matchups, but it just didn't pan out. Didn't realize how good Buffalo's defense was, and Tom Brady and Julie Elliman really letting David down this week. But one thing he does have to feel good about is his running backs, Leonard Fournette, David Johnson, and Mark Ingram, who did have a, fundal, a fumble, but has proven that he will keep the ball secure and score touchdowns for him throughout the year. Uh, hopefully Juju can get things going here with uh, the Mason Rudolph. And then Evan Ingram, I think, will only benefit from having Danny Dimes playing quarterback. So I think David's still in a good spot uh, to be successful in this league. And then Derek, got to love it. So happy for the guy. Uh, Derek just putting up a big 98 right now with still mixing playing. He's 3-1 and one in the league. He has good uh, – after making another move to get James Conner, which seemed to work out for him, he's got solid receivers and a, and a deep bench. So I'm rooting for D-Rock. I have been all year, and hopefully uh, both these guys can keep a, a strong season going. Kyle, uh, when you look at Derek's roster, do you see the sustainability necessary for a playoff appearance for Mr. Rocks? Yeah, I think so. Um Again, I think like a lot of our teams are just so close that it's it's hard to say. Still, but, uh, still considerably yeah. early. Hey, don't count us one and threes out. That's don't, right, dude. Dare count us out. Uh, <laughs> but to answer your question, <laughs> yes, I I do think he can. Uh, obviously, Le'Veon on by, so he's three deep at running back when everyone's playing uh, with the guys that Tyler just li- listed. Um, yeah, I do like his thing. I, I, Keenan Allen's obviously he had a down week this week, but he's had a really good start to the season. Tyler Lockett and Brandon Cooks are both kind of the similar in the sense that they're kind of boom or bust. Um, but actually, this week they kind of both had average week, so I guess that's not really the case. But I do like Derek's team, and I'm happy that he's three and one because it's exciting to see some new faces towards the top of the standings. Yep, very true. Um, he's definitely been loving the Austin Hooper, Austin Hooper. out <laughs> <laughs> the last two weeks um, as he's gone off for Atlanta. Um, David on the other side, like Tyler mentioned, probably. Scoring it as a small win to see Leonard Fournette return to form, putting up 25 points and looking absolutely dominant for the Jaguars um, and Minshew Magic taking place down in Jacksonville. I want wait, I want to personally apologize to David. 
I know, I know what you're doing, David. You played Atlanta's defense because they're playing Mariota, but believe it or not, our defense is bad enough to where we can make Mariota look like he's an NFL quarterback when, let's all be Ooh, honest, he's not. Yep, and that's know. me shitting we on my own team uh-huh. to defend that point. Right. Just, <laughs> I just want to make it's that an honorable note. man. So I want to apologize on behalf of the Falcons, David, that they aren't able to contain one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. Definitely uh, an embarrassing performance whenever, whenever Marcus Mariota looks even serviceable. Um I think that wraps up week four. Still a lot to be uh, determined, but let's go a quick run through through the standings. So currently in our Beyonce division over there, we've got Randall sitting at three and one, Derek sitting at three and one, Cooper sitting at three and one, John and I both that one and three. So a very top heavy division over there in Beyonce after the first four weeks as those three three and one teams have been some of the higher score in the leagues pretty consistently. Now looking over at the Rihanna division, quick breakdown there. Jack sits alone at the top three and one, um, whereas David uh, is two and two. Kyle two and two. Paul Tyler in the cellar with Derek and I at one and three. Or I mean, sorry, excuse me, with John and I at one and three, um, trying to figure things out. So. Still early enough in the season that all things are up for grabs, but definitely starting to see some things take form. Um, The last thing I will break down in terms of statistic is kind of where points have fallen. When you look at points for Randall has been the dominant team in the league with 363 through four weeks. Um, Is this updated for the... Oh, sorry. That's you're right. I'll I'll go ahead and run through that on the Thursday show once we get those uh, week four points updated in there. You're right. The standings were updated. No, no, you're good. The The standings were updated, but you're right. The points weren't. I was wondering. I was like, that's under a hundred from our league's leading score per week. Okay, makes sense. Anyway, anything up for grabs? We'll take a quick break. When we come back, first and ten with Mister Rocks. We just got finished talking about him. Charging towards his first playoff appearance since a championship loss back in, I think, 2014. We're excited to hear from Mr. Ox coming up next. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Oh, Kevin. they got him. Here comes coming the blue from the left. Oh, they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Back from the break, and we are sitting down with one Mr. Rocks. It's Derek Sanger. Joining us live in Spud Studios, second week in the row, we've been able to wrangle our guest into joining us live. Derek, you get the honor of first and ten this week after scoring another victory and jumping out to a three and one start in the 2019 Luke season. How's it feel? I mean, I don't. This isn't meant to be a diss, but we've got to address common guesses at the beginning of this season mm-hmm. would not yeah. have put you here. Oh, definitely. And so, what 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 are your thoughts, kind of? Did you expect this in the preseason? Are you a little surprised by your success? Um, what are your initial reactions getting that three and one mark through four weeks? Well, number one, Kamishcon, it is great to be here at Spud <laughs> Studios. Thanks oh for joining God. us, Derek. Literally yeah. the best place. Yeah, buddy. He basically in, skipped in here, folks. He knows yeah. he knows something special is happening exactly. with this team this season. But let me cruise right along here. Um, yeah, so I'm coming off of a fantastic week. Obviously, my team just. I wouldn't say demolish David, but comfortable 20-point win. 
Yeah. Um, Casual. But yeah, just like on top of that, the Steelers are also looking fantastic. So things are going turning I in the right direction. Here. Oh yeah, yeah right. definitely. Yeah, That's beating a shitty Bengals. And zero and three and beating the Bengals. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. trending yeah. Yeah. Okay. in the right come direction. Come on, come on. It hey, w- the Falcons are one and three. I can't say shit. So. <laughs> but yeah, I was I was aware of the noise that um you know I was getting towards the once we were getting into season. Uh, I mean just especially based off previous performance. But you know, I was not. I was not gonna let that talk get into me. Like I no. was just, no, definitely not, bro. No, we could tell. We could tell you had a fire in your eyes at the draft. Yeah. Um, with that, let's dive right into the first and ten segment. Um, as you well know, two minutes. You're gonna get questions from Tyler, Kyle, and I. You'll get two minutes to answer those. Okay. Then you'll get four minutes for whatever topic you choose. Um, I'm gonna throw it to Tyler as we always do on first down. Ty. What's the first question for Derek before we start the two minutes? D-Rock. So, yes, sir. obviously, you're off to a hot start. Mm-hmm. I want to know, have you made any dramatic changes to your fantasy football strategy this year? Because so far, you're 3-1, and one, and you're looking at making a strong push into this year's postseason. That is an excellent question, Mr. Thank Arkansas. you. Thank you. Um, honestly, I think the biggest um reasoning behind that is just because this is the first year I've only had one team. I've just been able to put more time into this league rather than just wasting my time in these other leagues that I've been in in the past. Uh-huh. Um but you know this one was always the priority. I know there were like those years in the past that like I was started off like 0 and 5 and I gave up. But that is never happening again cuz this is my only league. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's but fair. yeah, yeah, exactly. So I, I really I really think it's just like the time and there's just uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like overlaps when you have um other leagues with players, so you just feel a lot more organized with just one squad. No, yeah, I think we something. we all understand that because starting one person in another league and then not in another another league is yeah kinda, it hinders your thought exactly but, um, i'm in one league and i put up 66 points yeah so uh, did you Kill ever me. win any championships <laughs> in the other leagues that you were no in uh, don't lie be honest no no i didn't okay. i mean yeah no i i was doing that other one with my roommates in college for like three years okay. but yeah i never even won that one um I <laughs> sounded so depressing. <laughs> I, mean, like, I never even well, won mainly that because one, so. I yeah okay. Well, it's honesty. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've never actually won as a champion. It is tough to win. So <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I wouldn't hey. know what that feels like. <laughs> we need to address that too. People are. It's been so long, Tyler. People are forgetting you ever held. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> held it high, baby. <laughs> like the old school 49ers. Did you have glory days? I don't know. I wasn't born yet. Um, <laughs> Jack and Randall were. <laughs> sorry, alive, I'm just right? sour. I'm just, just sour. Kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Derek. Next question, as we round out the two minutes there, um, actually comes from me, as we're going to save Kyle's for last um, of our group. I think I've been the third down guy the last couple weeks. You have been? Yeah. Okay, great. Then we're following the same rhythm here. My question revolves around your history as well. Um, One scar in your past, and you kind of briefly went over it, when you've started 0-5 and and quote-unquote given up, um, you've been to fill the listeners in the only Lug owner who's ever been threatened with expulsion. Yeah. And unfortunately, it's happened more than once. Um, our rules also, to kind of give some background, are that if you don't set your lineup, if there's any empty slots, you get one warning and then you are gone. No questions asked. You're never invited back to the Lug. Yep. Um, haven't had to put that into effect. Derek, only one to receive a warning. Can you talk about what it was like at those lowest of lows and how 
your mentality has changed as you've matured in your fantasy football ownership? It's a great question, Connor. I, I really feel like I was at a major down point of my life at that time. Just especially, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It was just a lot going on in like fantasy football. Just for some reason, it, it just wasn't at the top of my list when it should have been. Yep. Um, but there's just no way that's ever going to happen. So there's no way to, there's, we may as well just like all forget about it right now. You know, it no. sounds like you're trying to Absolutely forget those not. days ever happened. Yeah. Well, that's actually, answer, I mean, yeah. Okay. Is it not? A, I, I feel mean, like when we talk to Derek about fantasy football, it's like talking to like a Michael Vick or like someone that's like, <laughs> so messed up Oh my God. Oh my like God. Trying to redeem that's themselves. So accurate. Hey, don't bring up the past. This is my past. I'm a whole new person now. Whole right. new owner. <laughs> I mean, that actually might be my secret because I'm just not thinking about the past i think that's so i think we it's like three touches of your iphone screen to put someone in your lineup yeah i think it's like touch the fantasy football button touch your roster okay four sorry then press edit lineup okay like five okay all i'm saying is it doesn't take that much right yeah and i know honestly yeah okay i mean maybe like 30 seconds that just yeah that put something in my mind right there i actually like do remember why that happened multiple times no no and actually this is uh, this is great because one of the things i wanted to ask is how you were always so creative in the excuses you gave our league for okay. why you didn't set your lineup so please continue well okay so, so what happened this one specific a lot of it time was that with you dalvin remember cook. super clearly a lot, a lot of it was with dalvin cook i remember i think he was the one that where it happened those two times where he was starting the lineup and wasn't playing that is actually true yeah. i do remember and that so I think it was just like he was questionable going into Saturday night. Derek Singer was a fifth year in Corvallis, Oregon at this time. And he really <laughs> liked to go out on Saturday nights and party pretty hard. Um, but so I really think that was a big impact. I'd like wake up really hungover at like 11 or like 12 o'clock the next day. And yeah, I would just like look at my lineup. Oh my God, Dalvin Cook is not playing. Fuck my life. My league hates me right now. What am I gonna do? <laughs> all and facts, that's when all just facts. like excuses come into my head. Yeah, that's that's know. pretty accurate. <laughs> I mean, that's about the only answer we could ask for. Um, Kyle, third down here um, as we maneuver. Take it away. All right, Derek. Um, we're gonna we're still on the fancy football topic of this question, but we're getting a little we love personal. You. Okay. And we love you, buddy. Oh yeah, and we it. support you. And oh, it's it's a, it's a real well short question. All right, uh, but I'm hoping for a real long answer. All right, <laughs> would so you quit dueling for a fancy football championship? Oh my god, that is deep. That is deep. See, the thing is, I yes, I jewel. I jewel. I've been jeweling for a good year now because when I was in Corvallis, I was taking pops. Which, if you don't know what a pop is, it's like weed and tobacco yeah. in the bong. Which is way worse than you than a Mobile. jewel. Okay. I, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what I thought. Um, but yeah, so there's this recent news that actually came out. Connor kind of just like <laughs> was Tried going to over life. the news with me like earlier we love today. You. Yeah, I know. And yeah, it's something <laughs> I should be aware of. And it definitely, like, I didn't hear the news. So I myself, um, on my own time, looked more into the news. And this shit is fucking sketch, man. Like, I honestly like think I need to I need to stop jeweling. Like people are fucking dying, um, but I, I don't know. I've always been proud of myself are shifting away from smoking from, that nicotine. Yes. Is that what's happening? Yes. Well, oh. yeah. That's like what I mean. No, but there's like some weird ass. What what was it like? Some wasn't this disease? a yes or no question? Wait. Oh, was Tyler? Said to make it long. Continue. You said to make it long. No, you're doing great. But yes. Um. So yes, I I, I was getting to the point where I am already 
considering stopping. And so the question was, if I stopped, I would automatically win a championship. Like pretty much, yeah. it was just would you, you know, for a championship? Hypothetically, what would you do for a championship? I mean, yeah, I would stop. I just like. I just really hope I'd be seem able as to. I want to. <laughs> yeah. I it doesn't I'd seem like a really simple answer to. Do and now I'm curious no. if you've really changed, Derek. Well, no, it's just like, I don't know. I, I need to at least attempt because honestly, it's really sad to say, but I haven't even really, like, really made an attempt to like stop jeweling like, since I started a year ago. So It's, it's honesty. Do you think the juju yeah. is real that if you actually did stop right now through the end of the season that you'd win a championship? Do you believe in that juju? I feel like it would make sense. I feel like this Juju's it, on the it Steelers. would make sense for this year. Oh my god, things are just clicking right now, Tyler. <laughs> so it's, it's all falling into place. And then if I hit my jewel again, watch all my players get hurt next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What am- I know we don't have video up yet, but just to fill everyone in, Derek's been sweating ever since yeah. this question's been brought Head up. Down, no eye yeah, looked at any of us. Got an awful twitchy. Kind of weird. Um, Derek, like we but yes, so. yeah. I would do that. Okay, yes, I don't know. Give, give up the jewel for the okay. fantasy football yes. champion. Yes. Okay. Derek. Take it away. It's fourth and four. This is your chance at a first down. What would you like to talk about for the next four minutes? All righty, friends. So I have put together these uh, fun little statements. It's um, It consists of two options. Uh, you, you may know of these as a would you rather. Okay. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. So yes. I was, I was able to put together three different ones for each one of my friends sitting beside me. Oh, oh I wow. like this. Okay. I this like is this. nerve wracking. <laughs> yeah. So let's go ahead and start with Kyle. Means let's go. Last, last round. Okay, this is good. All right, Kyle. All right, what's up? So I'm just going to dive right into it here. Would you rather poop your pants every time someone said your name or have maggots come out of your nose every time you sneezed? <laughs> oh. I think I, I have to go with the maggots out of my nose every time I sneeze. I mean, if if my friends knew that I shit my pants every time they said my name, I'd be fucked. I would literally call you in the middle of the night and be like, yeah. Kyle, 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 Kyle. Kyle. Um, at least like if I felt that like I would be prepared I would have something like a giant rag. I'd be prepared for those fucking maggots coming mm-hmm. out of my nose. Like every if I felt the sneeze coming on, I'd always have a towel like on me no, or something. You could catch me in a man diaper. <laughs> okay, you, that's well, what because, you would choose. Uh, no, well, first of all, I'm a nickname type of guy. Second of all, none of you guys would even know that this is a thing. Like I, you yeah, would, would be I the last person. Smell. My shit still smells. That is <laughs> your shit don't stink. No, my shit don't stink. <laughs> oh my Derek, god, there's the no way. Next question, Connor Scott. Would you rather peel off all the scabs a hobo has or oh. suck on socks that are full of feet sweat? Oh, my God. Who's feet sweat? So how many socks? <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, okay, okay, okay. No, I, honestly, well, yeah, this is something I probably should know. Um, just come up with it. No, two socks. This person just got done playing at club sport. Um, Ooh, okay. Ten hours. He was playing the morning ten pickups. hours. Wow. Yeah, he's playing the this morning pickups. He lifted and he stayed. For Ooh, the afternoon that's pick-up. a long did he, day. Did he get in the sauna? With uh, the socks no, on? no, no. But okay. he's like eighty years old. It's kind of sketch. Okay. 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 Uh, eighty year old. My my answer. He's eighty. Yeah. Actually, oh, that I, makes I, the answer I, no, easier. No, if he's eighty, he probably wouldn't be playing basketball. No, no. That makes sport. the answer actually easier. I'd go with the eighty year old sock sweat because what? at that point, if if this eighty year old man <sighs> has played morning pickups, lifted. Played afternoon pickups. I'm just trying to get what he has in his body and my body. Because if I can do that at 80 years old, that means what I can do at 20, 30, 40, 50, and 60, 70 Mm -hmm. is freaking incredible. Because I can't even do that at 
24. Yep. So <laughs> I'm taking sock sweat and the hopes that I contract a superpower like. Um, That's a good answer. I think I'd probably choose the sweat. same thing. Yeah. I, I think I'd and, and I mean, yeah. are we really? I mean. We're talking putting your finger, uh, <laughs> peeling off. Of, okay, I'm just going to stop. That's literally making me dry Eve. <laughs> All right, bring it, Derek. All right, Tyler. Final question. Minute left. Would you rather smell like poop all the time <laughs> well, clearly, and yes. not be able to smell it yourself or have your significant other smell like poop and have to smell it all the time? Okay, so what you're telling me is I can smell like shit and I could still have a girlfriend? That is correct. You wouldn't smell it. Yeah, and she would. We we but all everyone else would. would too, and just not you would know you as the guy dating someone who smells like shit. Okay, so you. so either your girlfriend, the girl, or you, you are getting laid. One of you, you are getting laid know. as long as you. So I would rather you not plug your nose. I would rather not be smelling shit and make the chick smell shit. Yeah, yeah. yes, that's right. While selfish. Answer, still getting yeah. my nut off. So says <laughs> <laughs> so a lot about you, Tyler. <laughs> I think I would actually choose girl to smell bad because then when you're not hanging out you never deal with it but when you choose you smelling bad it's not like when the girl's gone you stop smelling switch bad. answer <laughs> switch answer girl smells like shit i cheat on that girl oh and, wow and oh, wow. <laughs> have a side bitch basically my right. name That's right. <laughs> yeah with, right, with yeah. paul's promised girlfriend oh, we're tying yeah, it back see, to yeah. past episodes that's the nice oh, thing about being me the nice thing about being me is that i always have a second option thanks to paul so. <laughs> that's true by his own admission <laughs> Okay. I love that, Derek. Good that job, good. That, that was that, that was, was really good. good. That was clever. I, I feel like that. we yeah. should give you a would you rather, but unfortunately, <laughs> Shut time up. is up. Shut up. Shut, Shut the up. Fuck up. Shut up. Don't talk. Shut up. Shut, Shut your mouth. Okay. And that concludes uh first and ten. Yeah. Derek, now welcome back in. Pretend like we just called you back as is tradition. Go ahead, take time. Say your formal goodbyes. You know, honestly, it was a great trip over to Spud Studios. I really learned a lot from you guys with those answers, and I feel like I really gave out a lot of great information on myself as well. I would agree. I think it's safe to say that was a first down. Absolutely. Uh, oh, unanimous absolutely. first down. Yeah, yeah, and so that makes it, what, three for four, Paul, the only one being a... Uh, Did, I think, no, 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 we gave it to Paul. Because uh, he got called fat, He was just he was ugly, fourth and long. And, yeah. It was fourth and really long for him, and he made up for it. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, with his, yeah, that was a brilliant that story. That was a good story. Fat, okay. ugly, and bald, yeah. you just got to give it to him. There you go. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> That's, <laughs> Jesus. We could take a quick break. When we get back, Luke high score bets. Hey, somebody has run out on the field. Some goofball in a hat and a red shirt. Now he takes off the shirt. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. The 20. They're chasing him. They're not going to get him. Waving his arms, bare-chested. Somebody stop Look that out. man. Here comes the blue coat, Kevin. Oh, they got him. Here comes coming the blue coat. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. Time to wrap up the week four preview podcast edition of Commissioner's Corner. Sitting here with Tyler and Kyle, and welcoming back in for our finishing segment is Mr. Rock's Derek Sanger. As we mentioned last week, if you come to Spud Studios live in person for your first and ten segment, you get to put a little money on the line and get a chance to win the pot as we guess the highest scorer in the Lug heading into week five. Now, now, boys, I know we're all mm. fighting to pick my team here to score highest in week five, but I'll let you just go ahead and say it. Kyle. First choice goes to you. Woo! Go ahead. Say um, my name. <laughs> Say my name. Fresh off I'm 66. Going to go with 
the man who's at the top right now. Hey, would you blow me? Yeah. Up? Paul? Question mark. <laughs> Love how Let's it stays. Paul. Go. <laughs> well, you can't change it now. He's three and one. No. Um, I'm just you know I'm riding the hot streak. I, I'm I'm hoping Cooper's team has another magical week. And Smart. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Let's go, freaking Cooper. Yes. Good choice. Hell yeah. Tyler, I'm gonna go over to you before yep. we get to our guest. Yep. Easy answer here. I'm going with David once again. To put a smackdown on oh, yeah? you, to put an absolute, oh yeah, absolute smackdown. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very fucking cool. Very fucking cool. Yeah, what, it is what, super uh, cool. Go ahead. First go ahead, of all, why first, I'll David. tell you why. First okay, of all, first of all, David needs a redemption game for me this week. I, I know he's oh, got. Oh, David it. needs redemption. David needs a big. <laughs> oh, David needs redemption. Huge. He lost Did last I week. Sixty-six he fucking lost. points. David oh, yeah, put David up seventy-seven. He's almost <laughs> do more than you. Second of all, Tom Brady and uh, Julian Edelman playing the Washington Redskins look for a huge. Absolutely huge game from both of them. Huge. And then you go down to his RB1. I mean, he plays Cincinnati. Cincinnati allowed 27 points tonight, and we hit the under. Boom. Um, yeah, David's going to put up a ton of points. Connor's going to go and uh, not be happy this next week. So let's go, David. Yeah, it only makes sense I would lose. I am starting a Dallas quarterback. Wham! Suck it. It's fine. 66 it's fine. points. I'm in depression. He's been defending him. Cowboys year, are 3-1. So. It's fine. I would never defend Dak. He's my best player. Uh, Derek. <laughs> Derek, you're our guest. Where would you like to place your money? I would. And remember, actually, I'm hosting you tonight. I would like to place my money on Kyle. Yeah, let's go. I am looking at his. This is team. such bullshit. I am sorry. Believe it. I am sorry. I'm placing money this on this. Bullshit. I gotta actually pick yeah, who you I are. think is gonna get, get the over most. here. Get over here. Um, but yeah, yes. that's a that's a fist bump for those who can't see this because we are not. That's everyone. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, but anyways, <laughs> let me just go ahead and jump into Kyle's lineup for next week. Going down the line, literally every single one of his players, they're at least not playing like an above average defense. So I'm just definitely eyeing that. I can definitely see a lot of potential from each and every one of his players. I think Zeke Elliott, he kind of went, I don't know, he was kind of average last week. Yeah, not very good. Yeah, so I feel like he's about to, yeah, not, he don't He don't got two average games no. in a row. He doesn't do that. No. You're right about that, Derek. Yeah. 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 And then Michael right Thomas against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. where they put up big points. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so I'm saying Kyle. Just Which, a wise pick by you. Oh, yeah, feels great. Really proud of you. Well, naturally, I think um, after the spanking he's laid down on most of the league, including myself and the fact that, he has a nobody in front of him with Tyler Bagenstoss <laughs> on the other side. I'm going with coming. Randall. Let's fucking Taylor. go. <laughs> um, I'm coming for that see, ass, Randall. <laughs> excited to see the new team name um, he throws out there. But I would expect to see Randall throw down a massive point total as he plays the paper-thin defense of Tyler Bagenstoss and the Tyreek Hill daycare service. Um, it's kind of tough that they're letting a college football team participate in the Louvre this weekend, but it's nice to have Tyler here and fulfill his make-a-wish. And that's um, how quick the make a change on this podcast. That is how quick the tables turn, yeah. baby. With that... Week four is in the books. We'll be back Big Thursday week. night, um, Friday, for all you listeners to preview week five, where Kamish Khan plans to bounce back um, and shove it right in Tyler's face. <laughs> Peace out. Peace. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. 
you want to crown them, then crown their But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook.